should play this whole song sometime, so people probably want to know what the... How long is it? Uh, well, I've got 52 seconds left, and I don't know if that's the whole song or if I finally just cut it off. I would like to, like, guess the words. <laughs> or we need to write words. Yeah, or write lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's Todd Father, he can do uh, that. Yeah, I would have that done. I might have it done by the end. <laughs> Let's see what this... I like this part right here. That's really cool. Ooh, electronic drums. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know how it is on the B3 pod now, Freebird Rules. You never know who you're going to get. We got Voice of the Vikings, Mike DeCourcy. Hi, everybody. The Todd Father in his Red Sox gear, getting more and more Jerry Garcia-like on every episode. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and the man that puts pride in uh, the Impulse Radio pride celebration, Blake Burkhart. That is quite a haircut you got there, Blake. Blake Thank did you. get Thank a haircut. You. Did you yeah. do that yourself? Or? No, no. Get a bowl of soup with that? Wife did after uh, she had some margaritas. Nice. Well, if there's no better place to get margaritas than Casa Sevilla <laughs> in Odin. But speaking of our sponsors, Casa Sevilla, and don't forget this show is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, a whole bunch of Hoosiers serving all Hoosier families. 304 JFK Avenue. In Lagodi, one agent for all your insurance needs, 812-295-3129. Auto, home, life, business, annuities, farm, health plans that cover individuals and family, families, Medicare supplement plans, dental vision, stop it, and you name it, they can do it. One agent for all your needs, Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. What is up, guys? We've had a big week of high school sports. Um, and I think that should be our first topic. I think so. We're going to have, uh, after we talk here for a little while, we're going to talk to the three uh, local golf teams. We've got Trey Miller from the sectional champ Washington Hatchets. We've got uh, Coach Matt Anderson that uh, is is the, the historic season at, uh, at Bar Reeve, and then, of course, Brian Whitney from Lagodi, who's got a, a golfer uh, advancing as an individual as well. So, We'll do that, but yeah, Todd, what a what a week we've had. We uh, well, why don't I go to where I was, please? Well, I was at golf, okay, and I was at uh, sec, uh, Summit State last night mm-hmm. for both games, and both were only seven innings, which made it a a, you know, a much nicer Summit <laughs> State than palatable. Oh my God! Last Monday, Mike Wagner wanted to be here, but he had to ice his throat after last <laughs> Monday. No joke. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna. No, I'll tell you what. That's a, that's a. A very, very successful class, senior class at Lagodi. Just same kind of class at Bar Eve. Yep. Um, I mean, I think we've kind of been, for lack of a better word, we've been blessed by having those kind of athletes come through on our watch. Yeah, they've certainly done a lot of winning. I mean, that's that's hard to dispute. And, um, you know, fell a little short last night, but... I saw I saw Clay City early in the season good. and uh, the Eels is that right? Yeah, the, yeah, Eels. the Eels. And uh, we 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 kind of the Vikings we, we we threw every pitcher at them that we could and we just got kind of bashed. I, I remember thinking, well, we might win the sectional. We ain't beating them. Clay and, City, freshman catcher is impressive. Yeah. She had two homers the first game yesterday. Yeah, Clay City really? uh, wasn't going to beat you with their pitching, um, and that was sort of what ended up happening. Was late in the game they came up with. Because Lagoti just chipped away, chipped away, got yeah. it to five four, and then they came up with a couple of runs in the sixth, and uh, that proved to be just barely enough. Addie Nolly, big home run uh, in her final at bat, kind of like Ted Williams back in '60. You know, final at bat. 
So let's talk about the day last week. <laughs> what about bar, that Barbie Goaty guy? I, I texted Deco. I said, I'd call this a marathon, but every decent marathon's over in just a touch over two hours. It, um, talking to Greg Bateman after it was over, and uh, we were walking out. Uh, he, myself, Coach Thompson, and he, and he looked at us and he said, there's been a lot of really great Bar Eve Lagoti games over the years. And he said, there's been a lot of really bad Bar Eve Lagoti games that are close and people think they're epic. Yeah. That was the latter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And, and everything you're going to say for the Bar Eve Lagoti game, you could say for the North Davies Lagoti game too. Okay. Because it was, it was just a pair of ugly sister, twin sisters. Yeah. Um, really ugly. And then, and then Lagodi has to come back and go 10 innings again that night. That's a, yeah, I mean. And, and that's where uh, all my bar reeveness in the world, um, hats off, especially, you know, the, their catcher caught 20 innings. 20, 20 wow. innings. I mean, that kid's a dog. Yeah, and I'm, no I'm he, uh, I just, I, I feel for <laughs> people like that. But, uh, I mean, 20 innings on an 85-degree Memorial Day, not bad. Yeah, Two sure. hours between, I think, the end of that game and sectional final. Yeah. yeah. Five years from now, if I'm still on this side of the dirt. Um, Odds on that, Mike? Uh, <laughs> decided at plus 140. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I will sit in the gym with with Mike Wagner, and, we'll, and we will reminisce fondly about that, you know, about, about the ongoings that day. Yeah. However, it's still too close right now, too soon. Yeah. They were, uh, what was it, 12... 12 hit batsmen in ten, the uh, 10 Todd. Let's not. No, no. 12 overall. Oh, okay. I well, heard just that. Just 10, 10, 10 on our end. Yeah. Okay. Just 10 on the bar. And, and, yeah. Brian O'Sin, he said, he's did like, I are these purpose that? pitches? And I'm like, no, they're, they're breaking balls that don't break. I'm like, did I hear that right? Did you really just say 10? Yeah. Ten, wow. ten, that sounds ten, wild. 10 from Barry, two from Lagoni. Oh, my So goodness. let's not, let's not, uh, there were a lot of bruises going on. I guess there. so. But, you know, the, the truth was. It's it's high school baseball, and it just shows that how some days uh, it's like watching a, a a little microcosm of a major league game, right. and and kids are, you know, getting it well at the same exact time. Washington um, was losing to Southridge one to nothing. Well, I listened to to a lot yeah. of that game, Dwayne, and it was flipping back and forth between the two games. What a game that must have been! I, so you know what I mean. Yeah. So and, and you're all talking about sectional final games yeah. and between pretty good teams. Speaking so. of, uh, not to brag, but uh, I only hit one home run in my life, and that was in the top of the seventh to win the uh, 1987 uh, regional <laughs> in. Uh, over our rival Lawrenceville Indians. Now regional in oh, Illinois over the, though is yeah, it's, meaning it's, sectional. It's backwards. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. just you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll take away from his moment. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Well, yeah. Why, why you got a crap yeah, on that? All the Indiana yeah. people thought, "Wow, that was a really big Gosh, game." You did that in. I never. Well, I, you know, I'm all about. I'm all about. I hit truth that off Del, honesty. Delmer Waters, who now lives in Bloomington, ran into him at an IU basketball pitch for the Red Sox, right? Yeah. <laughs> Read into him at an uh, IU basketball game, and, and he introduced me to his son. I said, boy, do I have a story for you. And he's like, get back to your seat. But, uh, no, and uh, then moving on to track and field, Abby Ballinger was awesome yesterday, had never cleared 11 feet and, and made that jump yesterday. New school record. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's a lot to be said, and we'll get around to you here in just a second, buddy. But people who perform their best at the – most critical time and you know abby doing that some 
local yokel golfer kind of doing that on Friday. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's really cool to see. Especially without a track at your school. Without a track, yeah. <laughs> but, it, it, no, it's, it's cool to see kids show up in, in, in big moments. And and, uh, and Abigail, a lot like her sister. Yep. I mean, when the lights come on, that's when she's her best. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. And, and, you know, you watch those videos of that, and you just think. And I asked Abby, it's like, how the hell do you do that for the first time? Like, what? <laughs> I think that's forced to try it. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with, like, you know, who was the first guy to eat a lobster? Yeah. Pick it out of the water and say, well, this looks That's know, what this G- looks good. Jim Cornette always says, who was the first person that looked in an egg and said, I'm going to eat that? <laughs> what would be the height of us four? What would be the best one? I, I Lancaster don't, plus 210. <laughs> I got to think at this point I could high jump higher than I could pole vault because <laughs> I'm not trusting the pole first. No. <laughs> no. no. I had trouble coming up the <laughs> Come on. I don't think I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take myself out of that conversation right yeah. now, Blake. I don't like, yeah, I, listen, I don't know what I could do. I, I don't like his chances at all. I think Tyler. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I got I'm not sure Wags wouldn't be the yeah. best pole vaulter of the I'm B3 not sure. crew. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I was, I drove by, watched Tyler trying to mow his yard today going up that hill. And I'm, I don't know. You've never seen anything look so unathletic. <laughs> It might be between Deco and Wags. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but speaking of, yeah, the golf, um, just real quick on that. But it was a point that I, I told Sam. Um, it's it's cool. And, and not only Sam, the whole team. Jaden Graber had a great day. But Abby, and when, when you point to a specific day, and they've known when this day was for two years, and when you point to that day and you go perform on that day, that's it's pretty cool. And, and you got to be proud and of that. If, and if you could figure out – how to bottle it and sell it, you could call you, Jim Beam. Yeah, well, <laughs> and you'd be a billionaire. And it's it 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 just doesn't happen all the time. And, and Bar Reef had two players um, shoot their best ever tournament score. So really and really cool. That course was, and I got nothing nice to say about the Country Club of Old Vincennes. Mm-hmm. It was in better shape than I'd heard it was going to. I'm be. I'm glad you said that because because three weeks ago they you know there was still rumblings. I don't know if we can have the sectional here. But I don't know if that lit a fire under their ass or what it was. The golf course in a lot of spots looked like the old Vincennes Elk. I, I agree. I, I was walking with, with Brian O'Dowd, eight or nine. I, I forget what hole it was. Thanks for saying hi to me. Well, I, you know, Bob Sixth Street, we, you were already in the bar somewhere. <laughs> no, but it, it that's yes. what I said. It's it, I've never had a problem with the, the layout. I love yeah. the yeah. I think there's it offers a little bit of everything. It's the, uh, you know, it's the maintenance of the course yeah but it, but it looked as good they, as they got it together yeah. after three inches of rain that they had over there is it number five that goes along the creek yes yep that is normally that is normally uh, a tsunami right um, after after a sprinkle of rain yeah because even it was spot, playable yeah. yeah so yeah there and then um yeah and then that next hole it's kind of the lowest spot on the course and you got you know hills on both sides i'll tell you what maybe sam gets out Probably, I don't think any of our teams are going to be able to get out with the level of teams that are here. There's a really good teams going to be here. It's however, good. however, um, some of the teams that are normally here are not here this year. Yeah, uh, the Bloomington teams aren't coming down. There's a fifth. There's a fifth, fifth region uh, or uh, fifth regional. Fifth yeah. regional, and uh, Jasper has been sucked up down or sucked down to Ch- uh, Champions Point. Uh, Bloomington is going down there too, and. Um, I honestly didn't realize there, that about Bloomington. Yeah, there's. Okay. Well, we've got. Don't worry, we've got the uh, uh, 
uh, Crispus Attics sectional coming, yep. though. Uh, that makes sense. No Golf, pun intended. Golf Dynasty. Yes, of Crispus Attics. That section, the winner of that sectional is coming. Well, um, so it's the, things, things are breaking in a good way for somebody to get to, to go to state yeah. out of this. Out of this it, like I said, I mean, I think Washington um, on the right day could have a chance. Bar-Eve, eh, it, it would be a stretch, honestly. But, hey, you're at home. You're, you're playing your... Of course, you know, he made money, God. by the way. That was... Plus that 210. Was, it's like stealing. God. That's, Did you see that? The glow? That was a better odds than what it is for Todd to... Make it help. five years. Five years. Yeah. <laughs> Good God in heaven. <laughs> um, but, yeah, be, be, it, it'll be a stretch. It'll be tough. But what other sport did we miss? We hit uh, softball, baseball, track, and I guess that's it, huh? Yep. Um, well, I tell you what, why don't we, this would be a good time to uh, take a quick break here from our friends at Country Oaks, and then we will have the uh, interviews that I did earlier today with the three golf coaches, and then we will come back, and I think we are going to have a little uh, award ceremony and announce our personal MVPs of the spring. But first, when you hear that music, you know one thing. It's not the Country Club of Old Vincennes, but Country Oaks Golf Club in Montgomery, Indiana. <laughs> Right there on Route 50 between Washington and Montgomery and host of this week's IHSAA Regional. Course is in fantastic shape. Probably the prime of the year, isn't it, Blake? Yeah. Yeah, the greens are looking a lot better in the last couple weeks. Greens had to repair after a little bit of a long repair process after aeration, but they're in good shape now. And uh, ready for you to come out. Give them a call, 812-486-3300. They will be happy to make a tee time for you. And uh, come on out, do some practicing on the driving range. Don't forget about the Country Oaks Classic coming up. You can check out their Facebook page and, and get any information you need on that. And I think there's, I think Trey said, 30 to 40 spots still left. So sign up for that annual event and uh, come out Thursday if you want to just see the golf course, see some great golf uh, from the high school level. So we, uh, we'll be right back with those coaches. But first, we will see you at the Oaks. All right, on the Country Oaks Golf Club hotline, we have the director of golf and club manager at Country Oaks, and uh, more importantly this weekend, the sectional winning coach of the Washington Hatchets, Trey Miller. How are you, bud? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you, man? Doing good. You know, we talked uh, before the season started, and I think everybody knew we would have a pretty good opportunity to be right where we are. And sometimes living up to potential can be difficult, but your hatchets did just that on Friday in Vincennes. You know what? Uh, the boys battled hard. Uh, they never gave up, and that was our ever since two years ago when we got beat by one stroke. It was the theme, every stroke matters, and they bought into it. Uh, the whole back nine uh, at the sectional on Friday, we kept reiterating that term, every stroke, every stroke. And, uh, you know, a lot of times teams will give strokes away coming in. We decided we'd give a lot of strokes away starting. Uh, <laughs> and that, that was a big hurdle for them to overcome. Uh, but collectively, uh, they, they played really well the last, uh, the last third of the golf course um, coming home. And consequently, we were able to, to – get the trophy at the end of the at the end of the day yeah you know just in the nature of how these golf tournaments go there can be a long time between the first team's done and the last team's done so sometimes maybe some of the drama can go out of it but the way that turned out with with the eventual second place team bar reeve posting a score um 
everybody knew where everybody was at, and and I think your guys knew what they needed to do, which is is pretty impressive. That coming down the stretch, um, you guys turned it on. Great back nine. Um, what Dom was what forty one, and then posted a thirty three on the back. Fantastic, but it came down to the end of the lineup, didn't it? It came down to the end of the lineup. We, honest to goodness, we had no idea where we were as far as when we made the turn. Uh, I went around to the guys and said, "Hey, right now, I don't think we're getting out as a team at all." Yeah. Uh, so you know, let that sink in that you know whether you're going to start playing, play for your individual if nothing else. But we're, we were on life support big time, and uh, it was just not a good opening nine and I, I think word was spreading that hey the guys did not play very good and and, and consequently they, they kept battling and uh, Dom really really turned it on and got into a groove yeah uh, Zach Gray finished his last three holes at two under par uh, Simon Parsons uh, had a nice steady stretch of, of pars and, and was able to make a bogey on the last hole to, to secure a 79 and uh, then Gunner and Alex were able to uh, continue on and uh, just get something uh, to finish the round with, which was critical. Yeah, I know it's interesting. I know during the Blue Chip Conference meet, um, Matt Anderson and, and Joe Robinson kind of had a decision to make with Sam Emmons when we, we you know, word had spread that Paxton Schwomeyer from Wood Memorial had kind of fallen off. And, and I know those guys had the decision, you know, do we tell Sam, because at the time he's three or four strokes down to Connor Schwarzentruber from Wagote, but everybody knew it was, it was basically match play for them. They went ahead and told Sam, like, hey, this is what you got to do. Did you fight that in your mind, whether to tell your kids kind of where you thought they were at at, at the turn? Uh, at the turn, I just knew we were down. Right. Uh, at Vincent's, they didn't post anything, you know, nine-hole score. So, you know, since we didn't get paired up with each other right. or even Washington didn't get paired up, I had no idea what South Knox was doing. I knew where we relatively stood with Gibson, and it wasn't good with Gibson. Right. So I could only imagine that, all right, we're setting in fourth place, uh, all behind Bar Reef, South Knox, and Gibson. And, guys, <laughs> here it is. Y'all have worked way too hard. If right. you want to give up, give up but uh, at least come out swinging and, and finish swinging, if nothing else. Yeah, and they sure didn't. And, we, you know, we mentioned Dom um, did, had a rough had a rough start, but just absolutely. And, and, and anybody that does that follows Dominic DePass's golf, he can once in a while, you know, post a mediocre score and then the next day go out and light it up. And uh, he shot he shot a sixty eight in a tournament last summer up at Cascades, and and just talk about Dom and and how he can get on a roll like he did on the back nine Saturday or Friday. When Dom finds a groove, it's scary. Yeah, he's putting his club he's putting his club already in his bag and the ball still in the air. And a lot of times we view that as oh man that was a really bad shot. Dom views that as this is close. I'm just going to keep walking. Go yeah. ahead and start walking. And I'm like, what was wrong with that? He goes, Oh no, you'll see. And then, you know, it's, it's a foot or two and I'm like, all right. So I, I like the confidence. Right. <laughs> he, did, he did not have the confidence on the, on the opening nine, yeah. uh, with, uh, he had worked way too hard and, and, you know, the mentality with him, we've, we've worked on since his freshman year. And he'll even say he's grown more mentally than, uh, than physically on the golf course. And, and, you know, that, that was his next step. He's got the talent. It's just whether or not he chooses to stay engaged with it. Yeah, and you know, I talked to Zach Gray. Um, he had just come off number 
uh, let's see, he had just come off number 11, and uh, we kind of crossed paths, and I said, how you doing, man? And he said, well, not good. Uh, and I think he had gone bogey-bogey or double bogey-bogey possibly to start that back nine. But but I don't know if, if Zach, that was kind of microcosm of his season maybe. I don't know that he had the senior season that he wanted to, but the kid is so steady, and he righted the ship and really turned in a good 76 um, to finish the day. Zach, Zach is a competitor. Uh, he, the senior year of golf, and you and I have had this conversation uh, many times, your senior year of golf is hard. Right. Uh, you've got way too many distractions. Lots going uh, on. 19, 19 years being at the, at the golf course, you know, Coach Bill Rickey, when he was coaching Washington, his senior years would always supposed to be the, the best years, and it seemed like it always faltered to an extent because you had your proms, you had your graduations, you had your graduation parties. You're done with school, and then all of a sudden, you say, hey, we've still got to put on your hatchet shirt or your high school shirt and let's, let's go. And you've got college on your mind. Um, yeah. And I think to an extent, you know, that was another hurdle that we had to overcome. And you know, we talked about that from the very first day of practice. This year is yep. going to be what you make out of it. Don't be one of those seniors that regret not giving it your all because you missed out on your junior year. Yeah. So right. to an extent, I think that was kind of in the back of their mind going, hey, Let's let's do this. Uh, yeah. Let's at least give it our all. And is that Simon Parsons? Is that his best tournament score? A seventy nine. That's it. That's his best tournament okay. score. Yeah, I thought two so. weeks ago in a in a in a nine hole match, he he actually shot, I believe, thirty six. Yeah, I think that's uh, right. In a in a nine hole match, and for him to steadily just kind of keep keep his pace and and sneak into the seventies, uh, every stroke every stroke matters. Yeah, and for sure. We learned that the hardware. Yeah, and uh, and then Drew Boyd coming down the stretch, um, he 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 made a par on on eighteen that was really vital. You had to be real proud of him and and what he did there to finish that out. Uh, Alex, at, at that time, uh, as soon as our number four golfer was in the fairway, word traveled to me that said, "Hey, Barry shot three twenty two. Well, I couldn't get any confirmation on that because the scores weren't posted. Right. I said, all right, well, we were, got, I was talking to Gunner, and I uh, said, Gunner, where are you standing? He goes, if I par, I shoot 94, and I'm doing the math. You're doing the quick. math, right. Yeah, you're calculating. I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is terrible because here we go. We, we're going to get beat by one, yeah. and we got deja vu all over again. And, okay, Gunner, all right, that's fine. We go back, and I talk to Alex, and uh, Alex just teed off, and he's in the middle of the fairway, and, he was just very apologetic. I said, son, don't be apologizing. I said, it happens. Yeah, That's make, part of golf. Yeah, make a par. <laughs> and, and, and I've always I've always told him, I said, I want you to maintain the professionalism and the respect and whatever happens on the course happens on the course. It'll right. play out. Yeah. And the whole time he goes, so where do we stand? I said, well, the good thing is we're going to advance. Um, you know, right now, Barry's got us uh, and Barry's going to get us. And he, he said, oh, man, Coach, I feel bad because I really had a bad back nine. And he had a second shot. And we, we just talked. And I said, hey, you know, but you've got a lot to be thankful for. And I'm sitting here doing the math in my, in my head going, yeah. okay, if I can just get him into a double bogey, okay, nothing worse than a double because then we're going to tie. And I don't know where the fifth man is, but at least we tie. Right. That's better than getting beat by one. Right. And uh, he was just like, hell, you know. Same thing happened to us at conference. He was the last golfer on the course, and 
and uh, I think he learned from that, and nice. he was surprised that we won then, and uh, so he made that par putt, and he goes, all right, and a bunch of people started clapping behind us and started hollering, Yeah, and I didn't know what Gibson was at. I had no idea. I didn't, I had, no one had said nothing about South Knox. Yeah. And I said, well, I believe we might have just won, and Alex goes, what? I, I'm pretty sure we won, but regardless, it was a heck of a par, and yeah. everybody came up running up and said, "Hey, man, you just you just you just won sectionals for us," and he didn't believe me. He didn't believe <laughs> anybody. So we got that on video, and that was uh, oh, one of those great. moments that you'll always remember for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know, Trey, when we first moved here four years ago, you and I had a discussion that we weren't sure where Davis County Junior Golf was headed, and while I know the the people at Bar Reeve are, are happy we advanced, first time ever, I mean, that's fantastic. They, those kids wanted to win, and there was some disappointment there. But we had two two golf teams in this county battle head-to-head in, you know, a, a really exciting and great sectional. That has to be satisfying not only that you won, but just for the entire Davis County golfing community. Most in, Most importantly, I am proud of Davies County golfers for how they respond to the adversity yep. as well as how their conduct, most importantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I have seen a lot of golf tournaments that we're, we're just be embarrassed by how people act in, in kids and teams. And from a golf operator's perspective, uh, it's more satisfying seeing how the kids respond, how they conduct themselves. Um, and and they, they grew up here. Uh, this was Davies County golf. And, you know, for years it was always the Knox County sectional over there. Yep. You know, Davies County was just kind of forgotten. So, you know, regardless of who won the sectional, the overall uh, status of Davies County golf, that's exciting. Yeah, and that's it sure is. You can be proud of, you know, at Country Oaks. Absolutely. Uh, first and yeah, and, and the, the majority of the Bar Reef team works at Country Oaks. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So to, so, so to see those kids respond and, and uh, you know, it's just a, it was a, yeah. it was a good feeling that, uh, you know, one and two and, and how close. And they all get along well with each other. They play a lot of golf with right. each other. And it's, it's satisfying that they're good kids and respectable kids. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, the, you know, they were going at it, and they're rivals, but it, at the end of the day, they're all really good friends, and, and I'm sure they'll be playing a lot of golf together this week. So let's move on to the regional. You're in a unique position. You're not only, you know, got a team to worry about, but you also have to put the thing together. So how's regional plans coming, and uh, when can we expect? I know there's a I, I didn't realize there were so many sectionals on Monday. So you won't actually, what, until Monday night, really have all the teams that are going to be here and, and get all that put together assuming we do not get any rain delays a couple years ago in fact i think uh, two years ago the linton sectional got rained out oh got that's right tuesday we didn't get the final key times put together until wednesday oh, wow. with, with reasonable being on thursday uh but this year there's actually still three sectional sites that haven't even started yet they're gonna right. be playing on monday uh, so hopefully we get that info. Some of the sectional sites tend to be a little bit uh, lackadaisical getting that information sent in. <laughs> uh, hopefully on Tuesday morning at the latest, we will have uh, some type of uh, results uh, that we can piece together and uh, get, make all the uh, tea times official. Awesome. Uh, but it is a very unique situation. Uh, you know, two years ago we found ourselves in the in the same situation. 
uh, trying to coach and, and prep. Uh, I've got a great support staff. Uh, we've got a lot of events going on this week. We've got the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame on Tuesday. Uh, they're going to have 170-some players, yep. have coaches uh, coming from all across the, the state basketball-wise. We'll come and participate in that. And that's just a great time. But, you know, it, it really makes Wednesday into a, a, a fun day trying to get out, mark the course, get the practice rounds in and uh, make sure we're, we're prepared. But the community really gets excited, and that's what we're very uh, thankful for. Absolutely. And and we want to mention anybody that hears this, um, there, there'll, there'll be some, some people that aren't terribly thrilled with this decision. I am one that's on the exact opposite end of the fence. I think it was the best decision you could have made, but there are no spectator carts, correct, for the regional? Correct. There is no spectator carts and no personal spectator carts. Uh this was a decision that we did not, uh, you know, take lightly. Uh, the last couple years, due to fan fan violence, uh, both with uh, fan on fan violence and right. fan on staff violence, uh, hate emails, hate social media messages, voice messages. Uh, it was really, it, it was really disheartening to see uh, all take place because of spectator carts and, right. and truth be known we had we have the most spectator carts yeah. out of the five total regional sites right and you know it, we had people trying to bring their own uh, on the girls regional mm-hmm. we had 13 spectator carts that people had brought in with trailers <laughs> and they were driving through uh the subdivision oh, yards wow. they were they were trying to park them some people were parking them at walmart and bring them in uh, and it just caused a lot of a lot of issues um we hire a sheriff deputy on site he had to get in front of some people that were just you know angry and, and rageful and it, it really took away from what the event's for and this is yeah. a high school event these you know girls and boys regionals these these kids student athletes devote so much time and effort and then to have it yeah have it, kind of put on the back burner where all these it's like a, a circus to an extent with all this other stuff going on that took away from from the joys and, and yeah and the true display of athleticism well and when we have our round table on the show um i'm sure we'll we'll kind of discuss this and i'll make my feelings known but um it being at a lot of different youth tournaments over the last couple of years people don't understand what a disruption it is in play to the players and it's it's a very you know to get that upset about it it's a very selfish act because you're not thinking in the whole picture and, and we'll we'll go into all that but when you go to a PGA event Trey how many spectator carts are there to rent if you want to say go out and watch Phil Mickelson play there, there would be zero okay so enough said on that so no carts well, and, and <laughs> no carts and truthfully we had three rulings last year on the girl side one was a mom. Un- unintentionally or unintentionally, it could be debated, you know, deliberately or undeliberately ran over an opposing player's golf ball. Okay. Yeah, right. you know? And I'd hate to think that that was intentionally. Uh, we had another ball land inside of a golf ball or inside of a golf cart. Mm-hmm. And then the dad, a couple years ago, a ball bounced off, uh, bounced off the golf cart and uh, went out of bounds. Oh, yeah. And the dad, the dad was very upset. He goes, what's the ruling? And I said, the ball's out of bounds. <laughs> right. Well, and he said, you don't understand. The ball hit my golf cart, and I caused it to go out of bounds. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I yeah. can't do anything about it. The ball's out of bounds. Well, yeah. his daughter misses 
his daughter missed date by one. Oh. And he read me the riot act that that was the incorrect ruling. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what else to do. You right. should have parked there. I mean, yeah. it was, it was your fault for being there. So from conversely, should we all, you know, you gather your whole team's carts and park in a place where a kid might hit one out of bounds so you can block it? I mean, you, it goes both ways, you know. I mean, you can't. So, well, uh, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. It, There'll be some uh, upset it, people, it, but it's it was the right decision. I, I don't think there's any question. Well, I appreciate your support on that because it was one that uh, we, we took a lot of a lot of feedback and with the support of, hey, and even our USDA rules officials, you know, when she was here in the, for the girls, you know, the, the first three rules she had was pertaining to golf carts. She goes, what on earth? This is like, you can't go anywhere. Right. And she goes, do you always allow them? I said, well, we, we have, but right. uh, I think we've got to put some new protocols and restrictions. Absolutely. And, and, and not to mention that when we first, like say, when we moved here four years ago, we drove over because we I, somebody had said, uh, and people were lining up at 10.30 p.m. Matter of fact, we, we had some pizza. We took the people pizza and, and uh, had, had a nice moment. Then the next year, it was 8.30. This, this is, you know, the day before. Then it was last year, um, it was, what, 3.30 p.m. People started lining up the day before. And, Four o'clock. Yeah. Four so, o'clock. They camped up. It was like a rock concert yeah, out here. So, I got here at 3. And we had fifty-five people in line. Yeah, three so, in the morning. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it was, it's the right decision. Like I say, we'll talk more about that. But hey, I'll let you go. I know you are busy trying to get, uh, get these tea times and stuff to, to be ready to plug people in. But I want to say, Trey, congratulations to you, your assistant Pete Parson, Dominic DePass, Zach Gray, Simon Parsons, Gunnar Jones, Drew Boyd, sectional champs, and uh, we're we're very very proud to have you on the show and to tell you congratulations. Hey, greatly appreciate being on and all the all the support you give our uh, community for sports and golf course. Hey, glad to do it. Oh, real quick, dates on the classic and, and are there sp uh, spots left to sign up? Yes, as of right now, we've got 40 remaining spots left uh, for the Country Oaks Classic. Uh, that event is taking place on Saturday, June 26th and June 27th. We'll have our annual shootout on Friday night where qualifying is taking place right now uh, and for the next couple weekends. And uh, any high school uh, individuals, we've got a great high school rate. And uh, any amateurs that just want to uh, come out and enjoy two rounds of golf uh, Saturday, Sunday in a competitive environment, uh, you know, been around for a number of years and, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend there as well. Fantastic. Well, Hey, let's plan on getting together for a few minutes, uh, next Sunday and talk about our plans to go to Prairie View. Hey, that, that would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be wonderful. I look forward to it. All right, Trey. Thanks buddy. Hey, next up on the country Oaks golf club hotline, proud to have Brian Whitney, the head coach of the Lagodi lions golf team. How are you coach? I'm good, Brino. How are you? Oh man, we're doing good. A little bit of a bittersweet week, bittersweet weekend for you. You were the, uh, you were the, like Washington was two years ago. You were the heartbreak kid missing out by one shot. I tell you what, I'd be lying to you if I if I told you uh, I wasn't still a little stung by it. We uh, went to the Jasper Invitational about three weeks ago, and uh, we left there feeling pretty good about ourselves. Certainly weren't world beaters, but. Um, with the scores a few weeks ago, we, we, we didn't come in to just advance. We right. really wanted to try to win it, mm -hmm. but, 
we uh, I'm getting texts throughout the day, and let me tell you, the day was long. I don't know if it was the longest sectional in history, but <laughs> but it the, felt like the, it. It did. The, the course just was um, was was very challenging. It got hot, and yep. uh, no excuses. <clears throat> um, we did come up one short, um, but I did have a player advance yeah. in our sports YouTuber, so I got to be proud of him. You know, you guys had a really, really good season, and and just talk about your team. You're really young, right? Well, we are. I, I am, but I'm not. I'm, I'm losing three seniors um, okay. that have been with me with um, Silas Bauer, um, who's had a, a great deal of success uh, other than golf as well, um, Connor Wilcoxon and Seth Blackwell. But um, I do have my number one and two returning. As you know, Connor Swarson Trooper is just a freshman, and yep. Rory Tipper is a junior. And we have a great feeder system. Coach Walton there at the junior high does a good job getting those kids prepared. And um, so we'll – We'll start again with uh, probably uh, a sophomore and a couple freshmen on the varsity squad next year. Yeah, that's great. That kind of, you're almost sitting exactly where Bar Reeve was two years ago when when they were dominated by freshmen and and kind of took their lumps here and there, but started having some success and and uh, then after of course losing last year, but they they worked hard and 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 got to where they are. Hey, talk about. Um, down at Sultan's Run, I know, like you said, it was hot, and and that can be a very difficult golf course. How did your kids overall perform um, based on what you were you were hoping for? Well, um, I tell you what, Sultan's Run is an anomaly to me. Uh, it's certainly a beautiful course; it's, it's well maintained, but it can be it, it can be deceiving. It's not an overly long course, mm-hmm. um, but the undulations and the course itself can be pretty uh i don't know uh scary i guess is a simple word to right, use right for um for some kids and especially when you know sectional hits it's a whole other animal but um I, I was hoping my number two would perform a little better he had a few bad holes um the number my number three seth blackwell he certainly didn't have the day he wanted with a few bad holes mm-hmm. but that the, the, the rain that jasper had uh, it seemed like the heat came up and it was only 83 degrees, but it felt like a hundred degrees. We just steamed. I think that played a part in yeah. uh, not only our team, but everybody's team. But, right. But again, uh, one stroke, uh, <laughs> I preached it all, all year, but I know, uh, and I know it sounds simple, but every stroke matters. Now, you know, you're on the 13th hole and you have a blow up hole and you have to let that go. I remember Tiger Woods' dad told him, you're only allowed to be mad for 10 seconds <laughs> after a bad shot. Yeah. And there's a lot of truth to that. Sure. Uh, golf's a four-letter word, buddy. Uh, yeah. And it, and, uh, it can certainly uh, come up and, and get you. And one stroke did. Well, you know, it's funny. I just talked to Trey Miller, and, and he said the same thing. He said that was their motto to the word, every stroke. And and, and they came down, and, and honestly, when they made the turn, they thought they were in big trouble. And um, But they buckled down on the back and had some real nice strokes. So you're right, every stroke. You never know how everybody else is doing out on the golf course, and, and you – You've got to keep playing. But let's talk about um, your freshman. I know around Country Oaks they call him Rook because he was the new guy last year the of the Cart Boy staff. And Connor yeah. Schwartzentruber had a really, really nice year and then capped it off of getting out of your sectional. I tell you what, I can't speak enough about this kid. Before I talk about Connor, I want to congratulate you and your son. What a round he shot. Oh, um, thank you. Being, being medalist at sectional is great. So a shout-out to him. Yeah, I appreciate that. Kid. Um, but with, with Connor, um, you, you get no ego. 
there's not a slice of bravado cockiness with him <clears throat> and he he's totally different than your your stereotypical you know power player he, yeah he he plays what i call old man golf yeah. <laughs> um, he, he puts it out there 240 yards uh um, generally down the middle and his second shots are pretty consistent and um he, he he's very very good with that and what i'm most excited for him is He's going to see a different level here um, on Thursday morning. Yep. Um, as you know, we, we get sent to darn near Louisville yeah. for our uh, regional at Champions Point there. Great course, but um, it's going to be great for Connor to see some of these these uh, more seasoned players uh, play and learn some strategies to, to help better his career if he goes forward. Well, I know uh, he he got paired with my son during the the blue chip, and you're right. I mean, if there was ever a boring golf round, he was right down the middle, knock it yep. on the green, two putt for par, and keep moving. And and uh, you know, kind of had had a couple of bad swings at the wrong time in the blue chip, but was yep. the the most impressive thing was how he handled it. It was very impressive, and I talked to him after the round, and and he he. He almost sounded like a junior or a senior, you know. He was he was very complimentary of Sam and Barreve and and but just handled himself fantastic, and that will that will go a long way for him in his golf future. I, I couldn't agree more. He comes from great parents um, and just a, a likable kid. Uh, again, a, a down to earth, soft spoken. Yeah. He's got that you know little rise sense of humor. So just a pleasure to, to coach, and he's going to be a pleasure to to have on our team for the next three years, I can tell you that. Yeah, and you guys are in that kind of weird sectional uh, map that that uh, you're. I guess you're right on the line. You know that, that you you don't you don't get to make the seven mile trip to Country Oaks. No. You got to go down there. Uh, I don't know what yeah. the HSA is thinking on that one, but um, you, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit, and um, it'll be an interesting uh, trip to. To Champions Point, I haven't been there in a few years. But yeah. I know it's a challenging course. My early scouting report is that the rough is five inches tall. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, you, you better you better keep it in play. Well, and so that, if anybody can do that, it'll be. Connor. I was going to so, say that might play into his game. Yeah, exactly. So, so with with you being a little away from your site, how, what's your plans with Connor? Um, uh, practice rounds, and then you, will, will some of the other kids just continue to play with him to help him prepare? So, as my understanding, him and his dad are there right now okay. playing. Um, we haven't heard from the IHSA yet, other than we know it's Thursday morning at 8 a.m. is when he'll tee off. Gotcha. So, I'll probably get a hotel Wednesday night. I know he will as well. And um, Springs Valley's coach, um, um, Coach Hunter, they're they're pretty close to the sports retrievers. They go to the same church, and he was kind enough to in, include um, Connor with him at their formal practice round. So, oh, nice. Um, he'll get a he'll get another round. Uh, I think um, either uh, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. So, I got you. That'll that'll be nice preparation for him. Well, it's it's been a joy um, getting to know you throughout the season, and and of course Connor and the rest of the squad. So we'll uh, we'll watch social media or keep me up to date. We'll help uh, let everybody know on Thursday how things are going with Connor, and and we wish we wish especially him and and you nothing but the best of luck, and and we're we're proud to have you as a friend of the of the B three podcast. Well, I couldn't be happier to be a part of it, too. And, uh, again, congratulations to Trey and Matt at Washington and Bar Reeve. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the rivalry, and sure, we have one. But you couldn't ask for two better dudes. Uh, they're, they're both class acts, and their teams are class acts. And so good luck to you. 
um, in them as well. And we'll certainly keep you posted, Brino, and I appreciate your support and everything you're doing for high school golf. All right, sounds good. That's great. Lagodi and Brian Whitney, some of the class acts in this part of the part of the state in high school golf. So we'll talk to you soon, Coach. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Have a good day. All right. All right. Next up to keep the sectional golf discussion going is Bar Reef coach Matt Anderson. Coach, historic season topped off by a historic day. Yes, it was, Brian. Uh, man, I tell you what, it's a, <laughs> you know, after it was all said and done, um, you know, losing by two strokes, you know, I told someone, I was like, you know, it's, it's hard to be not happy, but, you know, you think about it there for about the last half an hour after it was all over, you were upset, you lost by two strokes, but man, I mean, we had a goal at the beginning of the year, we had several goals, and we met every single one of them, that was our last one, was to get out of sectional, and man, it, what a great feeling, I yeah. mean, first time in history for the school, for the Barry Golf Program, um, to be able to advance to regional and play at our home course on Thursday. Yeah, what a great day. You know, um, like you said, first time ever that a Bar Reef team has gotten out of the sectional. And uh, uh, Trey Miller was talking about, you know, talking to the hatchets coming down the stretch. And, and he said, you know, he knew when they made the turn and, and Washington hadn't played their best golf on the front. He said, guys, Bar Reef's going to beat us. And, uh, and they kind of kicked it in. But for you on the other end, you had an agonizing spot there. We had posted our number, and it was a number that, you know, probably going into the day you would have been very happy with. And uh, talk about that agonizing hour you had after that. Yeah, it was. I mean, we knew, uh, you know, Joe and I talked about it going in. We thought, you know, 320. I mean, we thought it would do it. We thought it would win it. You know, we, we posted 322, and uh, I tell you what, you know, that, yeah, that hour away was, um, and, you know, we had heard stories there that, you know, Washington struggled on the front and we thought, man, this is a really good score. And, but yeah, that last hour was, it seemed like six hours. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, the scores hadn't been posted. So like Trey said, we didn't know exactly what, but we knew we better kick it in. And, and, uh, yeah. and, you know, a guy like Dom the pass that can, can shoot a 41 then come back with a 33 was was pretty cool yeah. but um i know talk about the you know like you said you were you, we were so close barry was so yeah. close to winning you know that time that it takes when you said okay yeah okay we were disappointed we lost but ultimately if we went back to the interview we did preseason you know you can just check it off right down the list barry hit their goals this year exactly exactly so you know, and I told the boys, you know, next year uh, we're going to have to set some higher goals. <laughs> so, I mean, if we're if we're going to check them off like that, let's just let's raise the bar here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's talk about um, you uh, number four in the in the lineup on uh, on third or I'm sorry on Friday, uh, Jaden Graber. What a day that kid had, um, and and Jaden still relatively is is pretty new to golf still and uh, to go out and shoot an 81 in that kind of pressure was pretty cool yeah it was you know I, i'm so proud of him you know if it wasn't for Jaden and and posting that score we're not in the position to even you know to win it you know he i know he had had some struggles there you know the last three weeks of the season yep. um but man he i tell you what he 
he's a guy that works his tail off, and I'm so proud that you know that, that he was able to post that and and to give us a shot. Yeah. So, Exactly, um, and you're not going to meet a nicer kid. I mean, he's always got a smile oh. on his face, and and yeah, to yeah. see him do that was he, was pretty neat. You can never tell that he's down, that he's not playing well, because yeah, he's always got a smile on his face, and and you know, the funny thing is, I I didn't realize he was playing that well. Um, I had Joe coaching, and so I really didn't talk much with the boys, other than you know. Uh, do you need a drink or a right, snack yeah. or something like that? Um, just words of encouragement. And and Joe said, you know, he's playing really well. And I was like, you know, you can't tell by the, by his expression. Right, yeah. He's always got a smile on his face. Yeah, exactly. And then you had um, Brayton Yoder with a, with a solid day. Um, and your son, Noah, didn't have the day that he wanted. But listen, he, he's been a rock all season long there in that lineup. Talk about those two and the day they had. Yeah, Brayton, um, you know, his, his uh, every, every, you know, I think every match this year, Brayton, he's just that guy that he, he finishes strong and um, he got off to a slow start nothing any different than he's he's ever done but you know he finished strong um was able to post an 84 um and, and you know i'm just so proud of him i know he was frustrated we it took a little bit to calm him down there after the first five or six holes but he did um finish strong um and it was able to you know post that 84 yeah uh noah got off to wonderful start um was just motoring along there had some troubles on 12 um but then i tell you what you know he the the way he finished you know he could have just let that round go right and 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 we're not even playing on thursday if if he does that and you know he we it took a while took a couple holes to settling down but he settled in i think he was three over there in the last six holes yeah so I mean, if he doesn't do that, then you know we're not in the position we're in either. So, yeah, you're um, you're exactly that, right. Yep. Yeah, proud of him to you know overcome that, and um, I know he's disappointed, but you know I think he, he they're all you know he he and Brayton both are disappointed with you know what they shot, but you know what I told them both. You, Barry Golf is in a position we've never been in. We've never advanced to regional, you know. Hey, we're we're playing on Thursday. So. Yep, that's right. And and both coaches that I've talked to today so far, Trey and and Coach Whitney at Lagodi, both use the 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 phrase every stroke. And and that's what Noah did coming down the stretch. Yeah. He like you say, he could have packed it in, but every single when you get in tournament play, every single stroke counts. Even when you think you're down and out, you got to keep playing. And and so I was I was proud of him. Of course, it's easier for us to say. And but yeah, but he lives to fight another day, and and they're they're going to get another chance to to do it on on Thursday at home. And I tell the boys, you know, I told them that the you know the night before, I told them on the driving range that morning. Um, I tell them this before every match, you know, focus on, on that shot. Don't dwell on the last one or the last hole, you know, focus on that shot, um, yep. in that hole. And, and, you know, you know, break, he and Brayton, no one Brayton did that. Yeah. You can't play defense. You can only do what you can right. do at golf for sure. Well, and, exactly. and your number one spot, congratulations, Matt. You're the, you're the coach of a, a sectional <laughs> champion. First time in, in Bar Reef history. Talk about the day that Sam Emmons had. Sam, you know, what can I say about Sam? He, 
you know, we're the first team um, to to advance to regional. You know, he was the first uh, Bari golfer to win the blue chip individual. Um, he comes out there on Thursday or on Friday and just, I mean, he was laser focused. Um, nothing phased him. Um, I mean, shoot, even par. Um, he did what he had to do and, and, you know, he didn't, didn't put the brakes on. He kept the pedal to the metal. And, um, I tell you what, I'm so proud of him. Um, and you know, if he doesn't shoot that score, we're nowhere, Yeah, we're nowhere near, you know, where, where we ended up. I get a lot of credit for, you know, as being the coach and, you know, I tell you what, if, if you don't have, you know, these four boys, um, that have scored for us all year, mm-hmm. If they're not out there putting the, the time in that they put in, I mean, they are out there every day. I mean, my wife and I joked that, that I think that, you know, Life 360 is going to give <laughs> country, country Oaks will be Noah's uh, permanent address. Yeah, right. That's the same way for all those boys. If, if they don't put that time in, I mean, you can't coach that. That's for um, sure. Um, that's something they have to do on their own, and, and, and they do it. So. Yeah. You know, credit to them, hats off to them. Um, you know, they deserve all the credit, um, much more than I do. Yeah, so. that, that was going to be my next question of, of, of what those those four juniors have meant to you in this program. So, so you, you definitely, uh, you, you covered that because the, it's, it's been a, it's been a heck of a couple of years here and, and, you know, even worse that they lost a season, but, but, uh, that, that's a special class. I think at one point Sam's group had 40 people following him and, and uh, <laughs> it was nice to see the principal Jeff Doyle and Mike DeCourcy and, and Travis Madison and, and his son, Chad Ballinger, a lot of bar people showed yeah. up and, and followed the kids around. Yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, yeah, they had, you know, they were following Sam there. Um, but it, it was all the boys. I think yeah. they got around to see, to, to see all the boys. Yep. It was good to see them out there. Um, the boys, the boys notice it. It's good to have that support. Um, you know, I, I've been telling everybody all year, it, it, it's, it's just so different being on this side of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to have the support with the, with the booster, the Bari booster, golf booster club, um, you can't say enough about, you know, that and all the work that, that, that you do on that and the support that they give to the boys and, you know, the support throughout the year that we've had. Um, yeah. It's been amazing. And Joe Robinson, he, he works his tail off with the kids. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, it, it, yeah, if I didn't have Joe, I don't know. I can guarantee you um, Noah probably would have blown up after that after that <laughs> hole because, yeah. you know, if it wasn't for him and, and for him to step in there and be willing to, to take that role on to be that, that single coach because, you know, ISSA rule says that we can only have one coach um, during that, during that playing round. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he stepped in there he, no qualms about it. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, I, <laughs> I don't know what I do. I said <laughs> this beginning of the year. Um, I'm by no means a swing coach. Um, he does a excellent job. He's able to see things. He's able to explain things to the boys that, that I'm not able to do. So, um, yeah, I don't know what I'd do without Joe. 
Yeah. Well, before we wrap up here, so we're home Thursday. Uh, I know the first tee times, are, I believe, are at 830. What's what's the week look like for the Vikings practice-wise? How are you going to prepare for for uh, the big day? Well, you know, um, Joe and I were talking about that. I mean, I don't know how uh, you really – I mean, it's our home course. We're, we're, we've practiced all year. Um, for this, right. uh, we've played, we've played that setup. We've played that setup in matches. Um, the boys know what to do. Yep. Um, I think we're just going to, you know, this week, um, during the day, if they want to go out and, and play, uh, they're going to do that. We'll meet as a group, um, in the, of an evening, um, you know, go through a few things with the boys and remind them of a few things, um, come out there on Thursday and, and, you know, try to post another good score and, and beat some really, really good <laughs> good competition. Good gonna, teams out going to be a day. fantastic day. And, and to that point, my, my buddy Bill Rickey that works with Sam a little bit, you know, I, he sent him a text talking about the week, and I think he had a good point. It's not necessarily quantity this week. It's quality practice and right. work on the things that you need to do, and that will be fantastic. Where's the win total at now? We're at about, what, 86? 80, 80. Six and twenty-six. All right. Previous record was thirty-three. So what a season! And you never know. We can catch lightning yeah. in a bottle on Thursday and hit that century mark. <laughs> hey, hey! If we, I figured it up, Brian. If we hit that century mark, we will be playing at state as a team. And I tell you what, we will be. There'll be several of us celebrating <laughs> real hard Thursday. So everybody, call in to say, call in sick to work if that happens. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Absolutely. Hey, Matt, you're awesome. You're you. They they. Lots of things could happen in life, but you'll always be a, a, a the the coach of the first team to ever get out of the sectional for Bar Reeves. So, <laughs> congratulations to you, and we can't wait to watch your guys on Thursday. Hey, I appreciate it, Brian. All right, Matt. Take care, bud. Thank you. Bye. I had to turn the mics back you, on. No, I, I, I'm so sorry you didn't hear the last three minutes of my. You know life. what? I'm gonna, I'm going to tell him straight <laughs> up. These are good go. people. And I'm going to use a bad word. Uh, oh, hey. Bitch slap is not a bad word. Oh, okay. <laughs> I bitch slapped DeCourcy today with a Joni Mitchell lyric. I, well, I, I witnessed I, and, and, you know, that's never been done before. No. That I, is reaching I, the ether right there. You. <laughs> Joni I, Mitchell. She's 105 years old. I, that's the, there you go. I mean, you, you want me to hit you with a Lawrence Welk one? What do you want to do? I'm thinking more Betty cool. White. Lawrence Welk is not cool. Oh. Joni Mitchell was cool. I Joni Mitchell was cool. Was. Wow. Okay. All right. Whatever. Is is Woodstock her best song? No, no. Oh, see, Circle I, game or see, I'm not I'm not uh, I like some of that I like a lot of that folk, that um, Laurel Canyon stuff. Right. Joni Mitchell's a stretch for me because she's a she's a very operatic type she is. singer and, and a Canadian to boot. A Canadian. A boot. Yeah, a boot. A, a boot. Two boot. A boot. So, <laughs> so that's your favorite. What'd you say? Circle a lot. What'd you say? Circle game is great. Yeah, I don't Circle know. I mean, I mean, Big Yellow Taxi is great. I mean, there's so much great. And, and your um, response to that was, Mike, about Big Yellow Taxi. I've got. That the County Crows did it better. The, yeah, yeah, the County Crows did it better. That's all right. On the. Because they're cool. What like, soundtrack was presently. that? Presently. It was on a soundtrack, that Big Yellow Taxi. It should be like soundtrack. every soundtrack ever. Woodstock always. is the only one that I can stomach. I think, As redone. Oh, her version very, very different than Crosby Stills and yeah. Nash's version. Yeah. And, um, she couldn't go. She could not go. And uh, 
what ended up happening. You was, know, the goal of a podcast is to get listeners. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I was going to say to run off everybody that's still here. Um, Joan Baez is getting is on the Kennedy Center Honors tonight. Uh-huh. I saw along with Dick Van Dyke and <laughs> from uh, Danville, Illinois. That's right. And oh uh, I forget who else. Anyway, we're way, way in the weeds. Blake's here. wanting yeah. to know Joan Baez is Javi's mom. <laughs> Blake, were you going to bring up regional? Uh, speaking of Joan Baez, talk about the regional high school uh, betting odds. <laughs> well, wait, just, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Speaking of regional, <laughs> speaking of Joan Baez, let's go to regional. We're trying to get back on track here, Todd. No, I was going to see if the line has started yet for carts on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Well, like Trey said, I, I agree. I don't know what you guys think. Todd, probably, he, he, are you are you lobbying for a press card? I, I got Can you got one? one? Okay. Don't worry about that. But <laughs> take care of. What do you think, Blake? I mean, you you work at Country Oaks a little bit. Well, and you've when, been around a lot of golf tournaments. What when you, you got to have about? a police officer here and people camp out at midnight to get a cart the next morning, there's something wrong. No, it's not midnight. Last year they showed up at three thirty p.m. the day before. There you go. And have um, a police officer on stand so that um, people on one side of the counter don't go attack the other. Yeah, it's for a cart. Oh, so it's rational behavior, which is probably going to be. Part of next week's discussion. Yeah, I think we're, we've decided next week, and, and hopefully we'll have everybody in studio, we're going to have a uh, sport parent discussion. Oh, That's going to be the key to the show, so tune into that Lan- one. Lancaster's been itching to do that yeah, all I've been, spring. I've been waiting And I tell you what, time. listener participation, if you've got any great, wacky oh sports parent stories, DM one of us in social yeah, media. No, I'd say we'll just turn that over to Wags. I, I like yeah. that. I like the way you said wacky sports parent as opposed to just – deplorable yeah. behavior yeah. which is which is code for wacky wags gave some during his interview yeah the yeah. one time yeah when you lead off the channel 10 news not the sports segment but the but the whole newscast <laughs> the newscast right. you've got some stories to tell so waggle <laughs> coach stays i play yeah yep there you go coach um, so anyway, tune in for that, and if you've, if you've got a good story, DM one of us on social media and, and tell us, and we'll bring it up. We're not going to name names. Um, yeah, yeah, we might. We might. Todd will. <laughs> Todd will. We might. And he'll be in Times Herald the next day. Yeah, <laughs> I've um, gotten some. I've gotten some. Uh, some. Some letters. You know what? I will. Uh, my wife, when she was coaching volleyball at Covington, she cut a girl who was not particularly athletic, and they were a good volleyball like with team. With a broken bottle, or. No, no. Oh, oh, you mean no. knocked her off the team? Okay. No, off the team. Okay. And she got a four-page letter about how she ruined the girl's life. It was over for that kid. I mean, I assume she's in the, the some women's correctional facility. Right, yeah, because she's or dead. Orange is the new Probably black. Probably dead. But yeah, or dead. I, I was literally getting ready to drop the orange is the new black. <laughs> but no, that's. I mean, that was. I mean, it was a four-page letter on just on how her life was over because four pages because she didn't get to play varsity volleyball in Covington. If you, what year would that have been? Oh, uh, ninety. Okay, 89. so still, yeah. Okay, so that's well in the realm. I was gonna say, if you write someone a four-page letter now, you should go straight to the loony bin. <laughs> if you Instantly. sit down, do not pass go. For people of Blake's age, letter yeah. is. Words on paper, <laughs> yeah, yes. Four, yes. left or right. What? When does it become a manifesto? Well, <laughs> the Unabomber had uh, thirty-two thousand words. He's a Harvard graduate, though, you know, he had something to say. <laughs> a little, well, I think the MK Ultra was speaking <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah, so <laughs> manifesto. Yeah, let's 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 call it ten thousand words. Yeah. If it's a long form story. I don't, I, you know, it's what? a manifesto. I just, I just think that 
and I've seen, and, and the nice, the beautiful thing about not caring at all anymore because <laughs> I don't have kids. And I don't. I, I'm so I'm so excited to hear what's coming out of his mouth next. <laughs> I'm gonna anytime he says because I don't care beer anymore, right now. <laughs> but no, I, I, I and it's the parent thing is different. In fact, you listened to a long conversation between Bill Ricky. And, oh no, it was um, Larry, the AD from Washington. Listened to a long conversation about a a feud that Bill and I had when he didn't allow my son to play in mm -hmm. because he violated the team rule. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and we got over that uh you did yeah that's the one i did get over oh, okay good 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 <laughs> that's the one good i know. got over <laughs> there's still three or four others sitting out there that uh that still fester and he was glad about that i mean he, he said i'm glad we had that talk honestly. you know uh, you know i mean we were, i had fed him both um vodka lemonades and, and beam and cokes to, to encourage that talk but. i i'm glad you are the peacemaker because <laughs> i would have been stoking the being fire. A, being a parent, being a parent is. <laughs> I was too. Listen, I was too fucking nervous at that point, waiting on Washington score to come in. Being a parent of a of a high school athlete is a very difficult thing. It's hard. I will say this: being a parent of a younger athlete, um, and you really need to just, you just need to take it easy, because it ain't going to happen. Well, you know, hey, and, and this, if they're in high school and they're playing well. This is going to lead into this MVP talk here in just a second, but I'll share a story that somebody told me. I'll share it next week, but uh, it, it was uh, pretty pointed. I, I I really enjoyed hearing this person's perspective about something. So, I know that, a kid. Could, could that be any more vague? Just for yeah, the record, no. It, it'll, it'll. I be know fun. a kid in Batesville, Indiana. That's a how you get second grader that played 172 baseball games. Yep. In, in a season. Yep. Yeah. That's my. That's my pre. Like I said, the high school parent. <laughs> I kind of get mm -hmm. because you realize when they're done, you're that much closer to the dirt nap. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But some what goes on at a younger ages, oh my God, just blows my mind. Oh yeah. And the you're size right. is younger. The yeah. size of the trophies. Um and, and, and the rings. Yeah, and the rings that they get. You want a, a freaking fourth grade softball tournament. You don't need a ring. You need right. a dairy queen. Yeah. By the way, Period. as a sectional champion, the uh, one inch by four inch ribbon that yeah. Sam got was fantastic. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, but jeez, oh Pete. Okay, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I'm being sarcastic, but but, it was but a nevertheless, underwhelming. But we also talk about you know the blue chip going twelve deep to be all blue chip. The old Big Eight. The old Big Eight back when <laughs> back in 2019. Right. Um, they would name it would be top five scores, and they would name one kid who deserved to be there. Maybe didn't you know? Maybe went and shot seventy nine that should, day. I was, should there be a cutoff? Should you make all conference at eighty seven? I don't know. So Swiak used to do it. Oh, stop! No, no, no! I was <laughs> Swiak no. has golf. Well, back in the day, they did. That's right. That's right, B. That's <laughs> right. You tell him. You tell him. Well, no. So you had to be within 10 strokes of the medalist. Really? Oh, yeah. uh, okay. That makes sense. All right. I can see that. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I, I can kind of buy that. And listen, a kid makes and it. And when Linton shot 65 on their home course, that was hard to do. <laughs> Basically, for me to go back to Swag Golf, I go back to Tim Fish at Linton. Oh, Tim that, Fish is a great player. But, but Linton and Clay City had some teams when Tico Clinton, was coaching. Clinton administration, probably. Nah. Let's see. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I would right at the end. Yeah. Okay. No, so, Linton was good. 
Lincoln, mm. Lincoln was good. Yeah, well, they qualified for state, state. several times. The beginning yeah. of the Country Oaks Classic, Tim Fish was a major championship caliber player oh, in that, that was, those first couple years. The greatest Tim Fish story of all, not that there are so many out there. but This sounds like a fish story to me. Um, was that <laughs> Shit, I wish he had, had a drum roll thing. He had, said, he had put his... He had put his score down, turned it in. Let me do that again. Hey, that sounds like a fish story to me. Okay. <laughs> he had put his score down, and I may have this right. I may not. I may need another beer. But um, he Either had way. put down his, like, 32 mm-hmm. on in, in in the ninth hole position on the scorecard. Okay. So his, his – So he turned in a 32. No. On, no, no. On, on number nine. Yes. Yeah, he turned right. in a 32 on number nine, and he still placed in whatever tournament what, that, that was that he had done that. That's an honest to God. Is true that story. right? Yes, that's crazy. Which probably was the Swag Championship. Now the good thing is the way they have to play some of these tournaments now. He would have only had double par. Yes, <laughs> so it would have even been better. Oh well, uh, double par oh, was created could, in the Swag. It could get it could get good next week. Oh, it could, it, it could be our most anticipated episode for sure. <laughs> there'll agree. be some, there'll be some crazy stuff. But back to carts, I think it's a good move. I told Trey, I think it's a good move. There's too many people out there. There's too many people oh, on yeah. the golf course that don't go to golf tournaments very often. They're in the way. I said it before. We've been to tournaments of Sam's in the summer, and you pull up to the 120 yard marker. And you're sitting there like, wow, this is a really cool seat. I can still talk to whoever I'm with because I'm not close enough. You forget there's people trying to tee off behind you, and you just kind of takes one bad kinda, bounce off a cart and out of bounds to cost you something. Yeah, well, and Trey hey, told that story. Playing on the uh, plantation tour, which I think has got a different name now. Um, I don't think you can use. Well, that yeah, term one, one would hope. Wow, wow. I know. I, I'm agreeing with your political okay. viewpoint. Let's, no, I, let's I, not, I just think it has not, a different name now. Okay, but, you know, I would it's hope a, there was a new name. The it new was, liberal, Mike DeCourcy, jumps just, in and he's I, ready to I cancel. Just, well, I just, no, I'm not canceling You're anybody. You're canceling I, me, I, I, aren't you? I, 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 You're going to do a good job of canceling yourself in the next five years, plus 140. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, his Luke, how bad, his how Luke bad, winnings just went on now. How bad are you going to feel when they find me on the couch tomorrow morning? Bloated like Jim Morrison with a, with a thing of Jim Beam and time out. How many around this table or in the B three crew would you want to be a pallbearer? Because I'm in for you. I'll be. be it's going to take bear. all of us. You know what? I, I might have a. I might have a couple of. I might have a, a couple of Barry basketball players. They're big and they're strong. Yeah, that's, that's true. So they'd be honorary. You'd be honorary. Okay. I love when Todd starts to tell a story and we break Sorry. in and we go like way off. So it's our mistake. We're back to the plantation. I though. saw a, my son was playing on. It was one of those American Junior Golf minor events. Right. Yeah, I got you. And um, and I watched mm-hmm. a parent negotiate his cart after the shot. Okay. And have the ball bounce off the top of his cart mm. and back into the fairway. Yeah. I swear to God, I'd never seen anything like that. The guy is just, you know, he's flooring it to where he thinks the ball is going to go out of bounds and yeah. it bounces left nice. back into the fairway. Oh. Well, and Bill Ricky told me stories about dads that would, or moms that would, balls. would have the, the ball with the exact yep. marking and, yep. and, oh, here it is. Because they, yep. they had it in their Ready pocket. But, but uh, Trey talked about in his interview a guy, um, his own daughter. Um, she hit his hit the drive, hits the cart, goes out of bounds, and the guy wanted it to not be counted as out of bounds. Like, what are you supposed to do? You know. So 
Anyway, all right, enough of that. I think we're all Talk agree. to Jean Vandeveld about those sort of things. Yeah, for sure. Don't bad luck in golf. Speaking of bad luck in golf, about John Rahm. Oh, my. <laughs> Good he Lord. He should have been here in, my, in Davies County. Well, we, we wouldn't have any problems at I all. said, thank goodness, though, it's a John Rahm. And just think of that as like an Adam Shank or somebody who that could have, you know, turned their career around. Career, right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, um, but it still sucks. And You're still losing now 1.5 million. Six, six shot lead. Oh, God. Should have just left him at even. So you know what? DraftKings paid it out as if he won. Oh, really? Did they really? Saying, just saying. Hmm. You're hoping wow. they did? And no, they did. Okay. Trust really? Me. Wow. Yeah. So you got paid and that, Rom didn't. That, that, my question is this. Just a real <laughs> reputable site, that DraftKings. <laughs> so you, no, theoretically. He made, more, he made more money than John some, Yeah, exactly. He made more money than the player did. Minus 125, 50% odds boost, took it to plus 125. God, I, you never sounded so sexy in your life as you did right there. Uh, yeah, $25. Um, my question is, you know, was Rom vaccinated? I don't think he was. I read that this morning. I, ah. I, I saw differing things. I don't feel bad for him then. I, I, I was made the mistake of reading Twitter responses, and one person said he, he, all this because he's afraid of a needle, and then another person said he was vaccinated, but I don't think he was. Well, if you can't I, believe I, I, Twitter, I, what can you believe? I, well, yeah. No, I, I, you know, one of the arguments that I read, which is on the Internet, so it's probably not true, was he, he had been vaccinated, and, and I forget which particular. I got Johnson & Johnson, and – Johnson and Johnson basically is designed. God, this sounds awful. It's designed to not eliminate cases, but to eliminate symptoms. Right. And he was asymptomatic. So yeah. that may be too. Who knows? I'm so tired of freaking talking about this. Uh, I can really I care too. less. Well, uh, you know what? Because I thought we were done talking about it. California is opening up basically everything. No mask or anything in, in uh, 15th of June. So next week. So if California is doing that, I think. I think everybody might be. Yes. Yeah, I think we're. Um, you might be done, but let's talk. Uh, let's real quick talk. Uh, Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, three hundred four JFK Avenue. Travis, great guy, great golfer. Blake, you know that. Yep. You can call them at eight one two two nine five three one two nine, and one agent for all your insurance needs: auto, home, life, business, annuities, farm. They got everything. Just give them a call, and they will be happy. Happy. To help you out. And our other sponsor, of course, Blake's wife's favorite place to go. Casa Sevilla in Odin, Indiana. Blake, what do you like to get there? I get nachos. They're really good. Well, they've got a heck of a menu. You can get everything from your Mexican favorites to baked potatoes. Just about everything. Great menu. steaks, quesadillas. Now, say you were to take your wife in there for a nice evening dinner. What would her beverage of choice be? Margarita. A great big frozen margarita. And don't forget, they can handle your large gathering, so give them a call, 812-636-2000. Casa Sevilla, the house. Of flavor. With flavor. With flavor, damn it! Every week. Let's try that again. The house. With flavor. Hey! Woo! (laughs) She actually went to a grad party that had margaritas at it today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So it's a pretty regular thing with her in the market. Take notes, yeah. Rhino. <laughs> Take notes. You know what? We had, we had three, got a year to get we this had three right. three graduation yeah. parties. Okay. Two of them were at the conservation club with pulled pork and, you know, whatever else. Right. One of them was at our house, back porch, all kind of liquor. Yeah. You know which one was, people remember, people will remind me of, they'll say, it was the one with the liquor. It was the one in the back porch. It was so laid back. You know, we had a great time. Yeah. Just 
the graduate ended up babysitting that night. Oh, you were there that day. Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah. And Daisy was too. Yes, I, I do remember that. <laughs> Speaking of that, don't ask my wife about our, our daughter's first birthday party. It turned into a frat party. It got uh, got crazy. She's loved. Yeah, for sure. For sure. My second favorite Dylan. That's right. Yeah. Um, I was going to make a joke and now I lost it, so we'll move on. MVPs of spring sports. We've had one hell of a spring in this area and we decided we're going to uh, think about this and throw out MVP. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'm going to tell you Mike DeCourcy, voice of the Vikings. Uh, and, and obviously, I mean, if we had to pick a golf MVP, it would be Sam. If we had to pick a track MVP, it would be Abby. I still kind of consider golf and uh, track, you know, they're, they're, they're individual sports yeah. within the confines of a team. My MVPs, here we go. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. My MVPs neither won a sectional. Because there are times when your most valuable player maybe isn't your best player. So let's start with baseball. Trey Reed's, yeah, he's a Division One player. Yep. Okay. Phenomenal. But the most valuable player, and we saw this the other day, and I was talking to, you know, some of my friends in this neck of the woods, and they just couldn't, no matter how hard they tried, get the math equation to work. But my baseball player of the year is Jalen Mullen. Okay. Um, because Jalen was undefeated as a pitcher. And the problem that, that Coach McNabb and the Cougars had is when he was on the mound, now your most important defensive position is occupied by somebody else. And I think I'm not, I don't, I'm not beating on any kids, but I think North Davies found that out the hard way um, the other night. Jalen is a gamer. I think we've all f- uh, figured that out. I don't, I don't know what his batting average was. I know what his Almost. ERA was. Almost 500. Yeah, I mean, I knew, I knew it was close. So Jalen is my baseball MVP. My softball MVP, and and by the way, I'll, there's a lot of homerism in my comments here because I know that surprises you because I, I've known Jalen legitimately since he's been born. He what? saved that final game two or three times defensively. There was a play he made yep. coming across. Second, I don't remember if it was a Lagodi or middle. a Bar Eve game, going yep. across second base from the shortstop position, threw a kid out of fourth for, yep. the, for the third out, yep. and that was – that was the play of the year as far as I was concerned. So Jay's my baseball player of the year. My softball player of the year is Hannah Graber. Uh, hit 600, eight bombs. That uh, catch she made that in that cat, final yeah, game I mean, was something she, else. She's a stud. I mean, I obviously I'm, I'm partial to the volleyball people and the Bari media kids, but uh, um, same thing. And, and when she would pitch, she was the best shortstop in the area. And now you've moved her out of a, a prime defensive position. So, so a lot, a lot of similarities between, between those two, both of them are gamers. And, uh, those are my two. The first thing Mike Wagner said, when I got up in the box, the day of the Bar-Eve, what was Bar-Eve Lagoda game? Yeah. yeah. Softball. Uh, and he said, Oh, Hannah's pitching. He says, well, they're losing a lot of shortstop then. That's and, and that's the way a coach looks at things. Yeah. Uh, well, they, yeah. The rest of us look at things. And that's one way, and that's and, the way and, Mike, and, and talking to Coach McNabb, talking to John Mullen. I mean, that was the, you know, you could kind of see the. That's probably the game plan. I think it, the pain in their eyes is, hey, if we could pitch Jalen and play Jalen at short, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're winning three to one what? tonight, and it's over. And what it's, a year! That yeah. kid, I mean, I from mean, tennis, yeah, right. Basketball. You could say the exact same thing about him in basketball. Was damn, he near. was not the best player of the year. He was the most, most important, most important, and yeah. he had the ball in his hands and the biggest yep. play yeah. of the year, and could have changed Indiana history. Could have changed, you everything. know, right? Yeah, yep. So those are my two. That was nice. Okay. You know, wasn't it all Homerish? 
Okay. Wait till you get to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Sam uh, Emmons is my golfer. Yeah, yeah, you mean you mean you mean you, you're, when you we call you a homer, we mean literally in the home home. Well, very well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with what uh, Mike initially said before he realized he had to go back to Bar Reeve every day. I'm going to go with Trey Reed. Uh, you're throwing ninety. You're. Uh, I guess he ended up eight and one. Yeah, he, he took the loss so. in, the, in that one nothing. But even if you tell a kid that you know you're going to give up one run in the sectional finals, um, you take it against you a know, really against good a team. really yeah. good team with not only Division One but when when is Major League Draft? Um, July 11th. July 11th. He's up to 17th in the rankings. Yes. <laughs> will uh, Trey Reed play at Indiana State? Yeah. You think he will? Yeah. yeah. You mean, will he play there or will he be drafted? Well, but uh, he's going to be drafted, but will he go to Indiana State and play baseball? Oh, I think so. You think so? I, okay. I, I wouldn't yeah. think why. Well. You know, the other person that, of course, I would have thrown out would have been my wife's nephew, Mick Ubalar, who threw a no-hitter just before that game for Southridge. But, hey, I'm not a homer either. <laughs> no. Are we covering Southridge now? We are. <laughs> We've expanded our territory. <laughs> No, but um, we've been waiting for the Roar kid to get out of there so we can cover Davies but, and Martin County, Todd. Oh, Look God. at a freaking I'm map. Just Davies kidding. and Martin County. I'm just kidding you. Just uh, you know, get to the point. Wrap it point up, bro. <laughs> Trey Reed. Thank you. There, there we go. I didn't have to. Who name did, who's your softball player of the year? Oh, Hemingway. <laughs> wow. Okay, it's Hannah Graber. My baseball player of the year is Travis Lecker from Batesville, Indiana. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. Ripley County Pride. Mine's Tucker Bivin from New Albany. He's my cousin. There you go. See? Well, I'll wait for Blake. I'm, mine, I, I, my two choices, I was either going to – I'm taking the hard, the easy way out. I'm not going to give it to a specific person. It was either going to be the Ballingy sisters because what Anna did yep. in two different sports was incredible. Um, I thought about the Washington tennis team. The girls' team had a fantastic spring. Unfortunately, ended very quickly in the in the tournament. Um, and but close to my heart, I can't not do it. The Barry golf team. There you go. Thirty three wins was their previous record, and they could with a lot of luck. But it's in the realm of possibility they could they could get a hundred wins this year. And uh, so those uh, it was nice. Owen Jarrett was a senior. Um, he and he took. You know, Bryson Graber came out for golf, and Bryson's a great athlete, and Owen still was there to support the team, even though he lost his fifth spot. But those four juniors, uh, Jaden Graber, Brayton Yoder, Noah Anderson, and Sam Emmons have, you know, they're good athletes. This did not come natural to them. They have worked their ass off for three years, and there's not too day. many days when you take the days out that there was ice and snow um, take those out. There's not too many days that those kids, one, two, or all of them, were on this golf course, and uh, and so it was it was a, a just a case of kids just willing themselves to to get better. And so Barry Golf Team, Matt Anderson, Joe Robinson, I have to give it to them. Do you realize that Thursday is the regional, and Thursday is also pork chop thursday it is pork chop <laughs> just thursday. down the road there you go just wow. i mean they, this they is agreed like, on something we, can we come, did we oh can we come. did we, we this is this is where's the breaking this news? is reagan and gorbachev right here do you do you i would think you look more like gorbachev just for the record deco was proud i knew where that was last week give me yo that's true give me more information on pork chop thursday just right uh 
what is it called now? N- Nips. Okay, Nips. I mean it's the cafe the Nip, country corner. It's, yeah. it's a combination of the two. Yeah. It's a hybrid. Yeah. So and, so what happened is is during the year we had a lot of seniors who uh, fourth period they went out and did their internships and everything else. And we just kind of randomly stumbled in one day, and there was a few seniors there, but the kind of the, the the people that became the the notables is 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 Bryson and and Devin, and uh, you know any senior who was going to their internship and old old Uncle Deco. We had pork chop Thursday, and there at the end we were inviting Todd, and it was just uh, pork wow. chops are good. They're they're kind of a chicken fried pork yeah, chicken chop. Fried, yeah, but you get the corn, you get the potatoes, the gravy, the uh, wow the strawberry pie maybe. Pie, yeah, uh, you know, hey. We could go there. We could be back at the course for handing out the tiny ribbons, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tiny. Pork chop Thursday. Don't forget. Mark it on your calendars. Blake, who's your – are you if, you're, if you're along my lines, you're going somebody in North Davis. Nah, I'm going to go the Ligoti Seniors in softball. Yep, great year. Do we, so. do we, we, are we just handing out hardware to whole teams now? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. He did. Well, I, I, listen, admittedly, I took the easy way out. Yeah, you did. And Sam Emmons would probably be my co for an individual. But, no, Ligoti softball, I just thought that was cool. They went to semi-state and, you know, they had a heck of a year. State and 1A, state and basketball, volleyball. Apparently pioneer, their yeah, nemesis, pioneer, their nemesis, is going back in. Well, I was just, well. Yeah, I was just pulling that up. Lacey Higgins, uh, new basketball coach at Bar Eve, sent this to me this morning, and I passed it on to you guys. And I'm just going to read it. Pretty remarkable that in the 2A softball game Saturday, Pioneer girls will play for their third state championship of this school year. They were 1A volleyball state champs back in November, 1A basketball state champs in February, both over Lagodi, and now are in the 2A softball finals. Their combined record this school year in all three sports is eighty-nine and nine. Not bad. I mean, what bad. a what it's a like Coach I Thompson's wonder, record in the last couple of years, isn't it? Something like that. I would like yeah. to find out how many girls were on all three. I, a lot I'm of the, guessing a lot, it probably, a lot of the basketball and, and, and volleyball players are the same. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, for for Lagodi, would if had they got there and they they got awful close, it would have been I think uh, Mackenzie Van Hoy. And did Nolly play volleyball? No. Uh, what about street? Street. Scream. But I Krim played volleyball, but not basketball. Yeah, but not basketball. Yeah. So, but those Lagodi girls, just like Jalen Mullen, what a just a fantastic whole season. Yeah. A whole school year of sports and and. Uh, all right, so there you go. I'm the ultimate homer, but hey, Lacey's, uh, you brought her up, saw the staff's getting announced. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the way that's coming together. They've already started open gyms, and, and some summer games start this Tuesday, so exciting there. What else? Camp start this week. Hatchet yeah. Classic, playing a little boys basketball on Friday in, in Washington. Yeah. I'm going to be uh, heading down to PCB. You know, I work all, all day in a big high-rise and vacation. Prides Creek Beach. <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a piker right there. That's, <laughs> maybe that's where this regional reception should be. So I will be saying this. I will have a house sitter, so please don't come loot the home when we're gone. But uh, Let's have the show at Todd's house next week. Can we have it in the Beat Lab? I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to be at Pineapple Willie's. Of course Where you they say, <laughs> where I'm sure I've got a big old plastic glass of something, and I'm looking the hell forward to that. So you won't be here Thursday? I'll be here Thursday. Oh, okay. I'll be here Thursday and Sunday. Then you're but after that, you know, it's sayonara, sayonara. So when Bar Even Washington goes to Prairie View, do you need me to step in and be the what the, would the voice of the Bar Even Washington goes to Prairie View in what golf? 
the next week is oh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Is that a Prairie State View? Finals. Is that where it is now? Prairie View, yeah, in Carmel. Um, it used to be up... Um, is it the Legends, right? The Legends. Legends. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what. Are you listening, Ted Bishop? You folks couldn't have been any more unfriendly as they were at the Legends back during the state. That's when... Really? Uh, oh, it was... They were, they were, they couldn't have been worse to, to media, to people. Uh, I got issues. I got issues. I, I think, I think people are happy. Deco knows you have issues. My only issue with Prairie View is that four teams play their home matches there. I, that's that uh, I, I liken it to uh, when Richie Cunningham was at Jefferson High on happy days that they had the state championship game in their own gym. I thought that was odd. You know what? He was no stretch Cunningham. Like <laughs> that's right. Brother. Who made Who, early appearances and then disappeared. And then completely forever. disappeared. I think he went to Vietnam is what happened. Where did happy days make its original debut and and stretch cunningham was a big part of that episode red bones nope good call <laughs> i, I kind of like that one blake where did happy days now i, I... it's gonna be a thought this out is answer a, here. okay Go. okay here's what i'm gonna say I, did i stove the trivia well mork not the trivia mork master. mork that's mork. from orc of Mork and Mindy Absolutely. made his debut I like on it. Happy Days. That's a, that's a, that's and a great Laverne trivia. And, it's not the question I asked. And before. Laverne and Shirley, of course, made their yep. debut on Happy Days. Um, you are it's gonna, sh- just showing off now, but still not answering the question. I, I get it. Oh, yeah. Love American style. Love American style. Tour than the red, white, and blue. How many people remember that show listening okay, I, to this I, it just, it just podcast? Few, you're right. You're exactly right. Yep. I, I, they were a Love American Style for people who don't know, and I was little and watching reruns even. But Love American Style was a show that was broken up into like segments, segments like a 15-minute little or 10-minute little show, and, and Happy Days was a segment on Love you're, American you're, Style. You know what? I, I, I would not have come up with it until I heard the music. And funny? I did know that, but I would not have remembered it. But uh Folks, you learn lots of cool stuff listening to this podcast. I don't think there's any doubt about that. All 11 people out there are just a little better off than they were earlier today. Just wait till next week. Oh, my. Tune in next week. That could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot of fun. Sport, Wacky sports parent stories. Crazy sports parent stories. Maniacal sports parent stories. Wacky slash deplorable. I've got some voicemails that i've saved over the years oh. i think i may make a a compilation greatest hits oh man i like that i like it i've got a story that will feature um a reference of dusty roads hard times oh my bionic elbows oh, oh i God. thought you meant dusty roads with the 54 <laughs> 54 new york giants sorry about that thanks to trey miller Brian Whitney, Matt Anderson for the interviews. Thanks to Joni Mitchell. Betty White. Love American style. And we would have had time probably had we not gotten off track with the Joni Mitchell and Love American style stories. Unfortunately, we've all got to go. So just... I'm just going to tell you myself, Coach Miller, I'm sorry we don't have time today. So anyway, we're going to have to bump Coach Miller again from the show, but maybe we'll try to get him on. He's probably got good sports parent stories, I would say. Try to get him back next week. Decades in the business. 
<laughs> As Todd points to himself. <laughs> so on behalf of Blake Burkhart, Todd Lancaster, Mike DeCourcy, I am Brian Emmons. Thank you for listening to the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. Yeah, I ran out of music. All right, see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.